Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Grassroots Roundtable Podcast, a podcast that's just a discussion between a couple of local church leaders. Today, we're going to be talking about our predictions for the upcoming year, 2022. But before we get into all that wisdom, I am the A-game, Adam Bailey. I'm an elder of Grassroots Church here in the Greenbrier Valley of West Virginia, joined again, as always, by my best friend, my hero, my boy, Darren Cherry. Hi. Hey. He's also the lead pastor of Grassroots Church. Don't think I mentioned that. That's okay. That's important. That way people know that when you say something, it's important because that lead elder you know, title, it bears a lot of uh, importance, Darren. It bears a lot of weight, not because I say something, but it's a lot of responsibility on me, so I got to take it seriously. Well, welcome back, Darren. Yeah, man. How you been? What you been into? You look radiant. I am I'm finally ready to enjoy this Christmas season. We moved houses, and I was telling some people Sunday, can I just say that I love our people because Sunday, I'm like just sharing with people how exhausted I was to the point of like early, early last week, I realized how exhausted I was to where I was like actually struggling with a little bit of, of what I struggle with depression-wise. It's not comparable to what a lot of people struggle with. But, but for my end, like I was so exhausted, like I was struggling. And I was just telling our people, you know, just being able to be real about that. And they're just like, man, you got to. You got to take some time. You got to, you know, don't worry about things at the house, you know. And it's just so last week and now this week, this has been good, man. This has been a good week so far. Um, we had a great group time last night. Looking forward to this weekend. Dude, we got the gathering. And then one of our groups is staying after the gathering to hand out the leftover bags and boxed meals uh, to our community. And then we have the not Christmas Eve, Sunday night. Like this, like Sunday's going to be awesome. And then next week, man, we get to just glide right towards Christmas. I'm, I'm good, man. What about you? How are you? I think I'm the same as you. I got over a very busy hump, a very busy hill. The holidays are like that. I feel like October is the busiest month for me. And it has been since school because of midterms. And it's also one of the most depressing months because I'm not used to it being dark so early. It's like gradually getting darker earlier, which is it's an adjustment for me. Because I, you know, get home at five from work, and you know, I like to go outside and do stuff. But now it gets dark at five. So anyway, October is kind of depressing. It's always hectic. November was crazy. I work in hospitality, so November, October, November are really busy because the weather tends to be more mild. The trees are usually so pretty. People like to look at the pretty trees. Tree it's true. They like to ride the train and stuff like that. Then you have the Thanksgiving holiday. Now you got to do Christmas shopping around Halloween. Because of supply chain issues, throw that into the mix. Getting overtime into the mix. Advent series into the mix that we do with grassroots. I mean, there's just so much stuff happening. But all that, all those, um, I don't know, tasks hit a climax probably Sunday because I got to teach on Sunday, which is like the last of my busy schedule. Now it's it's a little bit more chill. Like you like you said, now I can just kind of enjoy it. No rush. Easy, just sitting here sipping on some donut shop black coffee, baby. Have yeah. you have you started preparing for your sermon in January? I know what I'm teaching on, so yeah. 
Do you, do you do that? Do you just kind of like find yourself at random time just kind of thinking through the topic and just kind of wondering like, because I don't want to ever say anything on a Sunday morning that if somebody walked up to me afterwards and was like, hey, how do you know that? Or like, how would you prove that? Or um, what makes you say something like that, that I couldn't have a, a full-blown conversation and prove my point? Mm-hmm. And so do you ever find yourself when you're because because we're doing in January, you know, if you're listening, we, we're doing a series called uh, of first importance and it's kind of a gospel primer. We're just going back to what is the gospel and answer questions like that. And I want to just really go basics. But do you find yourself if if somebody walked up and because your question, what's your question? What is what does it require of us? us? Yeah. yeah. What does the gospel requ- require of us? What does the gospel require of us? And like, do you ever find yourself having hypothetical conversations with people that might not believe, and you want to be able to, you know, biblically show why you make the statements you do? Do you ever do that preparing for a sermon? Yeah. If something's on my mind, people around me are going to hear about it because I will, actually I want I like knowing what people think about things. So that I'm broken in this sense. I'm sure I. I said this before on the podcast, but I can't explain it, but I would love to go get coffee with some random person, grassroots, outside of grassroots, and talk about what is their favorite color, what they think is their best color, and why. Just because I want to know people. I, that that being said, whatever's on my mind, like friends at work, Jesse, God bless her heart, you and those in my small group, like if I'm teaching on something, like what's required of, the, of us for the gospel... Because I'm thinking about it, I want to talk about it. So I tend to get a lot of that out of the way beforehand. Because you mentioned, like, are you afraid that someone's going to ask a question that you haven't thought of and that you can't answer? I, I feel like I do that a lot beforehand because in my everyday conversations, informally, I, I mean, I can't not be preachy. Turns out, a little, little bit of an issue at work. But uh, <laughs> no, to answer your question, yes, but beforehand. Afterwards, no, because I usually run what I'm talking about through the gauntlet of my own mind, backing it up with scripture and bouncing those ideas off of other people too. Well, that's what I do. It's like, yeah. So no hypothetical conversation. I have real conversations. Now I have a lot of hypothetical conversations just here in my office or, you know, if I'm just driving down the road, if, if I know what I'm going to be preaching on, if I know some things I'm going to be saying, I, I'll ask my, myself the question, Hey, if, if I were doing this, like if I were to say this and somebody walked up and would, would to say, hey, how do you know that's true? Like I want to be able to say, oh. And so I think it helps prepare me for the sermon. I would say this uh, past Sunday when I taught, was there something that I said where you were thinking, how does he know that's true? Did you find yourself thinking that on Sunday? No, I, I went back and listened to your teaching. I did too. Already as well. And probably the only thing that I think somebody would have come up Who's somebody who's at least a believer would have come up and just said, "Hey, can we talk more about that?" Is your statement on Jesus's omniscience, Deity? his omniscience? Yeah, that's complicated, though. I and, mean, but that's one of those things that it's like you. I think you you're like, here's where I land, but you know, it's it's an open topic. Yeah, if Jesus is God, God is omniscient, a.k.a. all-knowing, but yet it says that Jesus, there are some things that not even he knows, like his second return, only the Father knows that, and then there are passages where he increased in knowledge or he increased in understanding or wisdom. 
to which I went philosophical on it. Even infinity plus one is a real number. You can expand infinity. There's no ceiling to it. So it's like, is it possible to know everything but no more? In theory, sure. And that's, that's I mean, where you landed. I mean, can I explain it? No. You got the finite explaining the infinite over here. But yeah, hey, look, I'll take it. That If, if that was like the one thing that I said where you're thinking, huh, when, how does he know that? Yeah, hey, it, it, but I did say in my defense, like that's complicated. Talk to me about it. Talk to you about it. I was transparent and available. Talk to Mark or your small group. Yeah, that's it's, what I'm saying. Is like you made that statement. That's the type of statement that before I would want to make that, and not that you didn't do this, but before I would want to make that on a Sunday morning, I'd want to be able to say, if somebody walked up, it's like, hey, how did you land there? You you've had that conversation in your head or with somebody. Go, here's how I landed. Um, there and you and I even talked about it last week before it, you preached hard. it. Yeah, did Jesus know everything? Yeah, but not everything. My first, <laughs> so I don't know. What the, I don't know how. Else, I mean, that's biblical. I my first, like even walk into that topic was in class uh, last semester, where the professor, you know, touched on when Jesus said, "Nobody knows the day or the hour, not even the Son, but the Father." And it's like, how is that possible? And he said, in his 100% humanity, he did not know. Mm-hmm. But in his 100% divinity, he did know. And in Philippians, it says that for his descent, he put off some parts of himself. Like God put off some attributes that only he has. Trinity, it's, you can't, there's... Eventually, you run out of rationality, and faith has to come in. Oh, yeah, and that's, absolutely. We've always said blind faith is not really faith. you got to be able to no. explain yourself as much as possible and continue to learn about certain things to where you can get deeper and deeper in it. But even if you don't have the absolute answer, you can at least explain where you're coming from and where you landed. And come to the point of being honest to go that there is a point of faith and and I can't answer that. Like, I can't answer. The question you have is so good, and it's one that we just don't have a, like, ending point, you know, mm-hmm. to tell you. And and we can, we can ultimately give ideas, kind of like you did with the, was Jesus all-knowing? It's like, well, Scripture says this, Scripture says this, this is where I land, here's some thoughts. It's the best we got. And, and for some people, that's never good enough because they want the, the answer, if I let go of an apple, will it fall? Yes. If you're on Earth. And, and that's the thing. is like they want... If you're on a big rock floating through space that has a gravitational pull, sure. But, but that's like they want answers that it comes to a finite point. It comes to an end, and and sometimes we just don't have that. But I thought your teaching was really good Sunday. I'm looking forward to piggybacking this Sunday off of you and Mark because um, Mark taught on uh, Jesus' birth. You taught on that that trip to the temple when he was a child, and, and then I'm going to touch on his baptism, um, and then next week touching on his ascension. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to piggyback off, y'all. Happy Advent, listeners, and if you heard about any – sermon or topic that we've been discussing or interested in, everything is on YouTube. You go check it out. We don't do the live stream live anymore, but we post it after the fact. So all yep. that all that goodness 
is on there. So if you have any questions, let us know. We're transparent. And one thing I do appreciate about you, Darren, and I try to mimic this myself, it's okay to say you don't know. You know, the people, even pastors, that you know are so bookend, closed, no, this is, you know, so definitive. And it's like, but do you really know? Uh, it's okay sometimes to be like, this is where I land. I don't know everything. Um, it's okay. It's okay to admit you don't know if you actually don't know. But it is important. I think every Christian, any, any person, uh, Christians, it's going to be different in some way. But, you know, everybody has a worldview. They have a personal philosophy. They might not have sat down for you know, two hours and actually considered what their worldview is, but they have one. Uh, Christians need to be able to explain themselves better these we, days. Everything is so available. Like, everything is so accessible. It's so easy to go to YouTube or oh Google gosh. and type in a question and get, like, a 30-second answer. It's not nearly as potent as, you know, I have some questions about God's sovereignty. If you sit down and read a 200-page book, if, if you read R.C. Sproul's God Chose You, you tend to learn a little bit more about uh, sovereignty than that 30-second clip. So we just, my, my call to Christians particularly, but everyone in general, is like we need to be better versed in what in expressing what we actually believe, knowing what we, what we believe. When you, if you really want a good one, The Sovereignty of God by A.W. Pink is a, is a pretty weighty book. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think three things as I'm sitting here thinking. One is being willing to say, hey, I don't know. Second, being willing to say, let me look into that. And third, just saying, hey, here's where I land, but let's talk about it. And it's nice having some philosophical worldview, biblical grounding to land on as well, because, you know, the the, the story of the Bible, like, I believe it. Like, I, I just believe it. I, it makes sense to me. It works. I see it evident practically in life and how people behave, how we relate to one another. It's like, man, I believe it. Like, I know what I believe. I'm 32 years old, and I believe I feel very blessed. It's like I know I don't really have any doubts about that narrative. It's really nice to know that because people struggle with it, all the different information out there. Yeah, it's called hope, and I'm I'm content. I'm yeah. confident in it. So, and that's why I feel as though in everyday conversation, it's easy for me to go to work. I'll talk to guests about scripture and church if they bring it up, or I will talk to colleagues, getting some ideas from them. I love talking about my biblical worldview that I'm very blessed. I feel like it's been given. Not that I earned it, like I figured it out. It was given to me. I love it, and it makes me confident in it. And I do think that if Christians would sit down to consider, like really flesh out, like what do you actually believe and be confident in that, you your casual everyday conversation, your informal conversations will reflect what you believe. Hey, and Jesus! Let me, let me give you this too. I, at times that I have been afraid to have conversations, it's not because I think the Bible is going to be disproved. It's because I'm afraid that I'm going to look like I don't know what I'm talking about. So, like, that fear has always been based around people's perception of me, not what the Bible says. Like, I've got the faith in the in Scripture and mm-hmm. God's Word, and it is infallible, and it is perfect, and it gives us all the answers that we need to put our faith in Jesus and to live a life uh, for the kingdom. But I, I have found that like when I'm afraid, it's like, I think I've blamed it on, well, what if, what if they prove me wrong and therefore scripture wrong? It's like, they're not going to prove scripture wrong. They might, you know, kind of trap me in a corner of a question I can't answer. Mm -hmm. And so what people think of me has become more important, uh, in my mind at times than what people think of Jesus. 
And so that's why I say, be willing to go, hey, I don't know. Let me look into that. And here's where I land. Let's talk about it. I feel like non-believers or someone that doesn't believe in biblical inerrancy, you know, they're not Christian. They're, the way that the questions are posed towards Christians is just emotion, I feel like. If you, if you go to YouTube and type in, where was the Bible wrong? It's, they're not, very, not very often is it logically like laying out an argument that I've found. You, it becomes personal really, really quick. It will almost in 30 seconds be, you mean to tell me you believe in a God that's all-powerful, all-knowing, and he lets suffering go in the world? I've been hurt before, so he hurt me if he's real. You know, it's like it turns emotional real quick, which is sad. Well, and it, it's just it's an emotional debate. So to go with what you're talking about and not having um, kind of a rebuttal, eventually it's just going to be emotional. Like, look, I know you've been hurt. Like, now we get down to the personal part. I don't know. And we're not going to trust Scripture until the Holy Spirit gives us the faith to trust Scripture. And so when somebody's like, I don't trust the Bible— we can't look at them and go, how dumb are you? You know, or anything like it. We have to realize, hey, we have faith in Scripture, not because we've figured it out, kind of like you said before, but it's because the Holy Spirit has brought faith. He, mm-hmm. he has brought light to the Scripture. And, and I so, enjoy it, too. That's another thing. I I like it. I I just I enjoy reading Scripture. It's it's fun. I learn. How awesome is it when you when cool. you know of something in the Old Testament or the New Testament or multiple books or something, and you kind of uh, find a spot where a new a new line of the dots connect within Scripture, and and it's like it, it's just a fresh take, and and you know you're just like I never realized those connected this way, and it continues to create this. Um, I wasn't gonna say Matrix, but the new movie's coming out, and so I don't wanna. Mm. I'm so excited Are for you the Matrix. New movie. I need to go back and read. I'm I, not gonna watch anything until I go back and freshen up. It's been years since I've watched the Matrix movie. Kelly was like, "I need to go back and watch." I could tell you everything about all three movies. I love those movies. You believe in the Matrix, Darren? I I tell you, Do you I believe have that used, God is the architect. Do you believe that reality is one big? I have database? used the Matrix as an illustration in biblical teaching multiple times. Oh snap! Yep. So I'm I'm excited for the new. Do you movie. believe in a multiverse or parallel universes? Nope. Do you believe that the gospel applies to extraterrestrial life if it's out there on other planets? Nope. You don't, you don't believe you believe that the only life in the entire universe is here on this earth? Yep. There's a chance of that. I mean, there's but a again, of that. I have my reasons. We could talk about it. So not even like a little bacteria or a plant on some type of asteroid somewhere. Nope. You don't believe that's even real? Nah. Not even like a little little droplet of water. Why would it be there? Why would it be there? Yeah. We have 300 million stars in our galaxy alone. Yep. God's in control of all of them. Bold. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm too simplistic. I was going to say, well, for someone that just said, we don't have all the answers. No. <laughs> Can't even measure the universe because you it's asked, always expanding. I just gave my opinion. That's hey, Darren, happy almost 2022. Man, we're, it's did close. Did you go back and listen to our predictions from last year? I did. What? Hey, hey. I had to post it on Facebook. You did, and I, I haven't to. said anything as you've walked in because I have thoughts. Okay, go ahead. No, no, no. you got to lead the way. Oh, man. you have thoughts about what I said last year? Uh, yes. Okay. Last year, I predicted a few things in 2022, and I think we recorded it. It was like it was after December 10th. Was it December 17th? It was in December. Yeah, it was like I wrote December 17th, December 20th, or something like that. Correct me if I'm wrong, Darren. I predicted that... Let's see, COVID would still be around and that we'll be frustrated because yep. we see light at the end of the tunnel, but we're never at the end of the tunnel. Yep. 
Uh, pretty close right there. Uh, it's going to be hard to get people vaccinated. Said that too. Uh, the Packers are going to go to the NFC Championship probably. Actually, I think what I said is I know they'll win one playoff game, probably two. But if they do go to the NFC Championship, they'll lose. They did. Aaron Rodgers won the MVP. He did. Yep. Um, I, I saw something happening politically with the election. I, it just seemed weird. Uh, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I said something like uh, mainstream mainstream established Republicans will kind of be more aligned with um, Democrats, liberals, mainstream media on overlooking some type of tumultuous event, whereas a small group of conservatives will control the narrative of some type of event happening in light of January 6th. It came pretty close. Pretty close on that one. Uh, the Lakers did not win the championship. LeBron got a boo-boo. So I should have said bar an injury. You did. Oh, did I say that? Yeah. So we, pretty good. All right. What, what are your thoughts on mine? Like, I where did so I go wrong? The, the Rodgers MVP NC, NC, NFC Championship wasn't even one of your predictions. I predicted something, and then you were like, hey, to piggyback off of that, you were like, it was like off-the-cuff prediction, absolutely correct. It, it was, counts. It was absolutely correct. It counts. The Lakers repeat. You did say barring injury, and that's any championship. Listen, do you honestly think the Bucks win last year if Giannis stays down with the hurt knee? <laughs> no. Do you think Tampa Bay wins if Tom Brady's not their quarter? It's always barring injury. Okay. Um, the the political one. I I I remember when you gave that one. I was like, okay, okay. You know, we'll watch it, and then I realized. That could be said about any year. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. That could be, because listen, uh, 2024 is the next presidential election. And we could say in 2025, there's going to be a group, and let's say a Republican wins the election. We could say there's going to be a group of Democrats that want to bring up something about the president. There's going to be some kind of controversy. And, and I realized, I was like, that could be said about any year. Well, that happened in 2016. Uh, remember Russia voted? <laughs> for Trump, for Trump. everyone named Vladimir voted for Trump. Apparently. <laughs> but the reason, the reason, Hillary. It, it's every like the midterm elections. You're not giving me credit. You're saying I was too general. Well, I'm saying like it was an accurate prediction, but I think that's one. Like you saying, Rogers will win the MVP. They'll go to the NFC Championship. Like and lose. There's no like you can't say that every year. Yeah, I mean, you want to, mm -hmm. you want to say it every year. It'd be it, to have your team in the NFC Championship every year means you're one game away from the Super Bowl yeah, every yeah, yeah. year. That's awesome, but but like the Lakers repeat, like that's very. And then I thought about the political one. I was like, that could be said any year. But there was like mainstream Liz Cheney, uh, Mitt Romney, all the, uh, Ben Sass, all the more moderate guys. Align me aligning with Democrat. It was it was pretty good. I, I think that okay. Was it exact and precise? Maybe not, but I don't think it was general. It's somewhere in between. I just think it could be said this year. Hmm. But there's no president election, so ha ha. No, but there could be something come and out against Biden. Twenty twenty two. It's gonna be a bad political season. That's what I said last well, year. Twenty twenty about twenty twenty two. I think, but I can see something hitting the fan though. That's what I was last year. My mindset was like. Knowing Trump and his personality, I mean, we're going to take voting fraud, state law. I'm going to push all that aside and just focus in on Donald Trump's personality. That dude will, one, not admit he's ever wrong, even if he is. He's just not going to. People love that about him. I'm not expressing any opinion, personally. Uh, he's not going to admit defeat, ever. 
uh, that in mind, I'm like, every option will be exhausted for him to stay in power. And that's uh, a, I think it happened to believe, him. And I, did I think stuff would hit the fan before? Yeah, I mean, January 6th was bad, but... But I think that happened to him when he got elected. I mean, for four years, we listened to, we heard about Russian collusion, like for four years. Total like, exoneration. But I do have to say, I saw a, Thank a, you, Vladimir. a quick clip, uh, and it was funny. I think it was one of like the cooking shows or something where this guy was like, she didn't win, I lost. And she, he was like, how's that a win for her? Like, basically, if he had changed just one thing, he would have won, and she would have lost. So it's like... Mm-hmm. It's not a victory for her. And so I'm sitting there thinking, like, you know, Trump, he'd never say I lost. So me prating around, saying how great I am at predicting, you're just biting your tongue, waiting to throw me down. No, because I, when I went back and listened to your predictions, other than the Lakers, I was like, hey, happened. Hey, happened. Because even the the other one, because like I said, I wrote all of ours down. The frustration with the year. Yeah. Okay. That one is like Obvious. I think I think that that one was like cuz I made the prediction the pandemic could be gone, which you said thing of the past is completely wrong. I think in our area a, a large portion of the population is basically going about life as normal, but it's not a thing of the past. Like I was wrong. And you saying it's going to be a frustrating year and all that. It's like that could be said about any year, but what you did nail it on, you were like, it's going to feel like the light is at the end of the tunnel, but we're never able to get there. <laughs> yeah. And and that was that was the one I was thinking. I was like, okay, our numbers, our numbers were never terrible around here. They were at one point uh Late summer, early fall, terrible for us. We, that was the only time we had a wave. In yes, the, in the past, in the previous two years with living with COVID, we only had one major surge, and that came, I think, with two reasons this past summer in August. One was the state fair. Yeah, and two schools. Yeah, uh, kids went back to school at the same time, and yeah. that was whenever Delta was doing its thing at the highest point. And I think. We have, what, what 35,000 residents in Greenbrier County? 37,000? According to the census, they say it's, it's probably closer to 50,000 county-wise. County-wide. County-wise? County-wise. It's a very wise county. It's and, uh, wise you know, county. Right now, we're about 150, I think. Honestly, don't even follow it at this point. But we got down to 90 a couple weeks ago. We are in the 80s. Got down to the 80s? Yep. Ooh. We, were we in went 80s. up to like 400 something. We were over 400 early, late summer, early fall. Um, yeah, around October. And it, it it did have to do with the fair. I'm not blaming the fair, but if you look back at that time, numbers statewide were actually on a little bit of an uptick at that time, and then the fair happened. So it was like numbers were up around the state, and then everybody converged here. So it did have us on an uptake. And so it, and so, but but now I've watched our numbers drop back down to the 80s, and then Thanksgiving, you know, cold weather, sickness is just more prevalent, and so our numbers went back up, you know, 120s, 130s, 140s. I think we're back down to the 130s. I track it just purely for the fact of leading the church and just being aware of what's going on. Um, and it so, doesn't change anything, though. Not it, I mean, if us. it was 500 or if it was 50, do you think the grassroots would be any different? No, but I do know our people, and it helps me understand who I can expect to see around. 
And and that's not a that's knock fair. on anybody. I just know that there are people, and right. so people and people still have different feelings on it. They I do, and I personally I respect both views, and I expect people to respect my position too. Yes, and and so that's how I was like. There were there were parts of a couple of your predictions that I was like, we could probably go with that every year, but by and large, your predictions were way more solid than mine. I'm going to give myself a B plus. Is that fair? Can I? Or you- I think I think a solid A. Oh yeah! Like there's I'm sorry, A plus. I'm, I'm so there's excited. A. There's A minus. I'm giving a solid A because outside of the now, if LeBron's healthy, do the Lakers repeat? I I don't think they do, but I think they they had a chance. So Dude, it would have been a. so crazy to see him play the Suns in the championship. See who who beat them last. Um, they w- they would they would have played uh, they would have played the Bucks. Oh, Suns. Well, Suns of the West, Lakers of the West. Well, that's what I was thinking. Um, it would have come down between them and the Suns. Yeah, the Lakers yeah. and the Suns in the Western Conference that would be Championship. Fun to see, uh, LeBron versus old, uh, oh, what's his face, Chris um, Paul. Paul, thanks. Gosh, what about your predictions? Um, from last year. So one of them, the pandemic is over. I I give myself on that one like a D because... You're speaking from the heart. From our perspective, I think the circles I run in, and I think our county, by and large, we have moved on from it. Like, It's still there. I think people are... I, I know what you're saying. It's not that they don't care... But yeah. it has less effect on how we live our lives. We're still yeah. going to get together with families. We're still going to go to watch our kids play sports. Maybe um, you'll avoid a large crowd a bit here and there. But yeah, but we're still going to do stuff. And so, uh, the Indians were winning the World Series. If you remember, I retracted that one early in the year because they traded away Francisco Lindor, and I was like, nope, we're done. Okay, okay. bar an injury. If I can bar injury and be somewhat right, you can bar trade and be somewhat right. So that's, that was, okay. yeah, that one. Now, the one that I, I did, I did nail. I nailed this. A plus. A plus plus. Can I guess? Go for what, it. Is it the only one left? It's the only one left. Grassroots go, having the but, best year ever. That's a great guess. Um, <laughs> Grassroots had the best year ever. 2021. And we did. We the, had more roots. baptisms here at the church last year than any year previously. We added more people to our covenant community other than when we did our first wave of covenant community where we added like 30 to 40 people. Right. You know, right. We've added more people to the covenant community this year than we ever have before. Um, our our reach ministry-wise has, has gone into more families and circles than ever before um the and and i and i i'm really glad i put it the way i did i said we're not going to outgrow this building we're not gonna you know have more people than we ever did but i think the ministry of the church went deeper and wider than it ever had in years past. And so I see more people getting plugged into groups. I see more people serving. I see more people uh, being discipled. Um, Like I said, we had more baptisms, more covenant community. We've added people to leadership. It, I think it was the best year ministry wise at grassroots ever had. A plus plus a plus plus. That was a good one. I, I man, 2021 was a good year for grassroots. Just adding leaders alone. Uh, adding to youth was pretty cool. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, all in all, pretty good year. Darren, uh, I'm going to give you 
See, here's here's your problem, Darren. You were speaking <laughs> from the heart. You got to speak from your gut. I do. And I do. you tend to be, a, which is weird. I think you're a little bit more optimistic than I am, or were. I think that might change at this point. But last year, uh, yeah, pretty negative. I had negative thoughts going into it, and we're going to talk about that in a second. But anyway, I'm going to give you a seat. A very gracious C because that is very gracious. It's gracious. You're you're spot on. I mean, there is no wiggle room for grassroots. Your grassroots prediction was more thorough than my Packers Aaron Rodgers stuff. My precision on that. Uh, Indians, sorry, COVID, wishful thinking. <laughs> my guardians, <laughs> your guardians, Darren. If you were to think back about your 2021. Give me a high. Give me a low. You give your high. I give my high. Then we'll or let's do lows first. Okay. Let's start low. Can let's, we do some lows? Let's go low. Let's go low, y'all. Drop it. Drop it. It. This is always tough because the low you you tend to think more recent. Um. Oh, I don't. I. I. I it's just because it's fresher. Um. I go back and read my diary. <laughs> Does it have a key? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but you can't guess where the key is. <laughs> is it under your pillow? <laughs> How did you know? When did you see my pillow? Oh. Oh, bum, bum, bum. I mean, <laughs> I mean um, so a low. I don't um, use pillows. It, you want me to go first? It, well, I'm, 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 I, it is just fresh, so I'm going to go with it. It was, it actually was the beginning of last week. Um, I was exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually uh, from, you know, we had spent weeks getting our house ready to sell uh, and then, um, you know, getting ready to move. And then we moved and then getting the new house, kind of doing some stuff there and trying to keep up with stuff here at the church. Um, and then just some family dynamic stuff going on. You know, it was like maybe your car caught on fire on your way to record a podcast <sighs> and you couldn't do it. Golly, that was there's so much under the hood, y'all listeners, <laughs> about this podcast. Literally and figuratively. Literally, it was a fire under the hood. Um, he had a lot of frost on his windshield, and it was it. it, it I was exhausted um, and trying to keep up. Uh, it was that was the low of the year, and it's because um, just the culmination of a lot of different things pile on on me at once and i was not wise why didn't you throw some of that stuff my way i because well, i was not wise <laughs> so got, but i will say we got a hints of narrative i will say deacon mark taught two weeks ago you taught this past week um our group here lately uh the the meetings we've had um and then uh worship night i like like i can the lord is lifting me out of that and and i'm excited to get back in the pulpit this sunday and um and but but i will say the beginning of last week was was my i this is how bad it was and i, I think this is it's humorous but it does show how bad it was i literally was like i've got to break out of the circle i'm in just running and i literally went to walmart for like an hour with no agenda and just walked around. I went that aisle is to aisle. So, Darren, you call me next time. It's like depressing. It's call it? me next time. <laughs> hey, listener, uh, help a brother out. <laughs> Jeez, next time you see him, if you ever see Darren walking around in Walmart without a family, 
and you see him the entire time you're there and With he doesn't no have purpose. a cart. He has no it's like he's not buying anything. Did you just learn, ask? Hey, me. when you're walking around Walmart, did, did anything stick out? Did you see the same people over well, and over again? I will again? say like, something did stick out. First of all, if you ever see me walking around, you're like, "Hey, what are you here to get?" And, and I say nothing. Just be like prayer walk. Walmart. You'll be like, "Let's go, let's go get a drink." Um, so here's here's what I noticed, and I, and I don't think I, I hope this doesn't ruin anybody's Christmas. If you go to Walmart, zero Christmas decorations in Walmart. Now, I don't mean for sale. I mean they didn't usually like they wrap those poles out front to look like candy canes, didn't do it. They put up Christmas trees, didn't do it. The numbers above the cash registers, they wrap them to make them look like presents, didn't do it. Even the areas where they're selling Christmas stuff, they they kind of they didn't do it. Well, that, that, that stuck just makes, out to me. It's even sadder for you. It was. You didn't I have anything pretty to look at. Did you go to like the tire section or something? I went to the Christmas section and just walked down the Christmas ornament aisle, the Christmas tree ornament aisle, and just looked at the different Christmas ornaments and just enjoyed the the beauty of them. And some of them would bring memories and good memories. Literally, man, I'm telling you, it was a low. It was a low. But the Lord yeah, is bringing is me out of it. All right. Well, Dan, Dan. What's your low? Darren's depressing trip to Walmart. I mean, there are other pl- All right, I digress. Where else? You should have called me, text me or something. If I walk around our mall, I'll get even more depressed. Dude, God's given us each other. I'll walk around Walmart with you next time. <laughs> I needed to just go to the cigar lounge, but I didn't. 2021 was the hardest year I think I've ever had on a lot of different levels. It was difficult for me. 2020 was not a bad year for me. Work was fine. It was super easy for Family your wife, was though. Good. Super easy for your wife. She just glided right through it. Yeah, 2021 was harder for me than Jesse. Now, everything, it started, um, there, there's like one big... Does Jesse sh- listen to this? No, not really. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> uh, gives her nightmares. And she's really upset that the lady cast didn't record again. Listen, I am I'm, sorry. I'm, 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 I am so, I took the blame. I've, I'm sorry if this is repetitive. I know I've, t- I've talked to you about this, Darren. Milo was... When the ladies cast didn't record. It was really bothering me. I just, and then I tried to record and your car blew up. You were kamikaze. <laughs> uh, May of 2021 through the end of July was Milo because work was crazy. Hospitality industry boomed. Everyone was vaccinated. Everyone was uh, not... They didn't have to wear a mask at the time. So the resort just boomed and busy. My manager was gone, had to have a very important, very serious back surgery. I split uh, the manager's duties with my colleague. At the same time, Jesse was very, very pregnant, having a bunch of complications, preeclampsia. And, you know, summer, like even going to the beach was really weird. Ended up in an emergency room outside of Wilmington. Couldn't really enjoy ourselves on that. And waiting any moment within that two-month period to get a text from Jesse being like, hey, they're flying me to Charleston or they're they're flying me to Roanoke. Um, but all that, I gained like 20 pounds in one month. And I lost it all. Hallelujah. But I mean, just really stressed out. The way I explain it is just like being ground down to a powder to be built up into something different. And listening to last year's predictions podcast, I have changed. I feel like I'm not nearly as uh, enthusiastic in my speech as I was last year. But anyway, that low hit a climax on July 27th, the morning of July 27th. We were in Roanoke at Carilion Memorial Hospital. Jesse had been there for a couple days. 
uh, in labor, quote unquote labor. She was admitted early because uh, I don't even know what all was happening. But I remember she was in bed. She had her monitor. Ruthie in utero had her monitor and to sit there and watch the heartbeats per minute drop slowly for hours and hours. And it's gut-wrenching. That that was my my low point. I think like all the all the depressing parts about 2021 came out right there. It's like work was crazy. Um, Jesse just worried about her health, obviously, just wanting a healthy baby. And we also have Rowan at the same time. How do we talk to her about having conversations about like what if something bad happens? Like where does what happens to Ruthie and everything? Like it was hard, man. We had to have. It's a lot of real conversations, and I had to leave work. Or I just walked out of work like three times because of really bad doctor point. Anyway, May, June, July, t- really, really difficult. And grassroots. We had a lot going on in grassroots in that time, and I was trying we to did. take on more responsibility, do more outreach, stuff like that. Uh, but I have a high. Can I, can I do my high? You can, but I do want to do, even though Jesse doesn't listen, I'm going to give her a shout-out. First of all, in the midst of all this, y'all's faith never wavered, and it was it was really tough to watch y'all have to go through this. We believe in prayer. I was texting everybody. I was giving everybody updates. I was like, yeah. hey, look, pray for this. This is where we're at. Pray for that. Pray, pray, pray. Well, pray, pray, pray. and it really helped, too, because obviously in the midst of COVID, number one, you can't go to the hospitals to see people. Uh, and number two, you know, even when she's home, you know, it's like I don't want to just drop by and see y'all like in the midst of COVID. She's pregnant, you know, going through. So it was like just being able to pray for y'all, but your faith. But I, I remember where you, you, you know, you just had to back off of so much ministry, even though you didn't want to. And just throughout the year, you know, she's just like she knows your calling, uh, you know, that God has on you, and she just doesn't waver. And so, just big shout out to her that in the midst Super of all that, supportive. Oh man, yeah. Blessed. Ruthie, very chunky, happy, <laughs> chill, big-eyed, five-month-old who's, unless you put her in a car seat, just a total joy. She's a Doesn't turd. like the car seat, huh? No. She sucks at riding. <laughs> no I'm, road trips for Ruthie. terrible. But uh, uh, yeah. Does she look like you or Jesse? Oh, me. Okay. Yeah. I suck at that. Like, people are like, who do you think she looks like? And I'm like, I think she looks like a baby. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, Adam looks like a baby. He's got that sleepy eye smug look. Matt Harvey said it a couple years ago, and it's true. I have resting smug face. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Jesse was talking to um, a mutual friend last night. She's like, "Yeah, I was texting so and so," and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know if Adam really likes me or not." And Jesse's like, "No, nah, he just looks like he's smug." <laughs> and, and he actually was talking about how much he enjoyed his conversation with you. Well, they have to understand if they're not your best friend, it's easy to believe that, but. Well, I appreciate the encouragement. I'll, I'll, I'll pass it on to Jesse. Yep. She gets a blue ribbon from De- Mr. Cherry. Yep. Yep. So what's your high? July 27th uh, through now. <laughs> I'm grouping everything together because my well, family's that's healthy. That's good because that the high is l- a longer period of time than the low was. I'm riding, the, <laughs> I'm riding that high, sir. But, yeah, Ruthie's healthy, as I mentioned before. Uh, work got a little dicey. And it's still so busy. You, yeah. Um, but, yeah, several things have happened in the past month. One, I have, like, four days left working in my current position. I'm resigning from my current employer. So I can be on staff with Grassroots Church. I don't know if that's hush-hush yet or... It's not super public knowledge. 
Okay. But people are beginning to learn of that. We're going to talk about it at the Vision Sunday. Should we edit that out? 2022. I didn't give them any details. Nah, if you're listening to saying. this, it's kind of like uh, I've already seen one thing on Facebook that that they're saying don't spoil Spider-Man for anybody. Like, don't share the spoiler. So if you're listening to this, Adam is coming on staff yeah, all, in like, 2022. And plus, I think that the people that listen probably already know. And they do. But don't spoil it. We're sharing that news at the Vision Night, I'm January sorry. 2nd. All I'm saying is that just being more involved with the grassroots, I don't have to work full time. No, I'm telling people listening, industry. don't spoil it. I'm telling people, if you're listening to this, we're excited to bring Adam on. Don't spoil it for anybody else because we're going to share it January 2nd at Vision Sunday night. Loving it. So Yeah, after 10 years of 30% of my life of pouring my heart and soul into pleasing people on a professional level, can't handle it. You're can't out. do it anymore. And um, just a lot of fun stuff. Going By the grace of God. Spoil, but family's healthy. Jesse's working fine. Financially, we're, we're good. Um, I mean, just that until now i'm still kind of on like this blissful like just thinking about how difficult jesse's pregnancy was and where we are now it just makes me so happy we're so blessed and Wait, i'm you know when you when you get sick and you like drop to 50 percent ability to exist you know or do anything and when you when you start feeling better you get back up to like 80 percent you feel great like you're not back to 100 percent, but that 80 percent feels so much better and, that, and the so. balance as well, because, you know, we we're talking about it last year on our predictions podcast that at that time, I think I said 250,000 Americans have died because of COVID. That number is like 800,000 right now. There's still a lot of death. Um, and, you know, my grandpa did pass away in September. But it's, it's, such, it's so weird that dichotomy of so much like life and, you know, death. It's weird. Um, but I'm, I'm in a good place. So my high was July 27th until now. Awesome, because because of grassroots, everything's going well there. Getting more involved with that, not having to work in hospitality anymore. It's good. I'm happy. Jesse's happy. I think. Have an ask. Don't care. <laughs> I'm kidding. I obviously do. Darren, what's yours? Um, I have a singular moment that was just this awesome high. Um, we need to come up with a better phrase. I got high on lie a runner's high. This single moment. Uh, so it really came from. Um, we were in our parable series, and I was preaching on the uh, the parable of the good shepherd, where Jesus is like, I am the good shepherd. And in that parable, uh, just preaching that, just who Jesus is, how he is our good shepherd and everything, uh, that afternoon I get a text from Mary, who used to work at the Greenbrier. She lives uh, outside of Chicago now. Shout out. Yep. Uh, really do miss her. We loved her. Uh or took her in a different direction, but uh, she'd been bringing a friend from the Greenbrier that she worked with, uh, mm-hmm. and his name is Yash, a mm-hmm. uh, guy from India. Who I saw yesterday. Ah, very good. And and we get it. She'd been bringing him a few weeks, and and he's not a believer. And um, and then I just get a text saying, "Hey, the Lord grabbed his heart this afternoon, like through the preaching, and uh, and he's he's a believer now. Like he put his faith in Jesus, and." And it's just in that moment, just knowing there's sometimes you just feel like, is this preaching landing in anybody's life? Is it helping mm. in any way? And mm. you just get this text going, God used what you just preached to bring somebody into the kingdom. And, and that's it's like... You know the cool thing about that, too? I understand, like, you pour your heart and soul into preparing and you deliver a message, you don't get any feedback. And it's not... It's just like, huh, well, maybe I need to do something different. Sometimes, you know, Holy Spirit, it's... They're the mediator between reception of the word 
and you have different results based on God's will. Totally cool with that. I understand. But there's this um, post like sermon mentality of maybe if I would have said this different, it would have had a better Always, impact. You can't really do yeah. that. But to I mean to live your entire life to to be a pastor to preach your entire life and to win one soul, mm. worth it. Yeah. So that's really cool. And a couple weeks later, we baptized him, and he and I have been meeting weekly ever since for discipleship. This dude burned through the Gospel of Mark, burned through the Book of Acts, and has now two or three times uh, read through James and just come up with questions. And just really just an awesome moment. Just an awesome moment. Yeah, the zeal. If only we all had the same type of piety as recent converts. Mm -hmm. Man. Same thing. I, I think. Oh, sorry. Before we get into um, predictions for prediction, next year, little, little ramble <clears throat> um, for legal immigrants who come here, be a part of the system, that work years on becoming American citizens. They appreciate and respect American freedom and democracy and liberty so much. Where when Americans who are born here, we take it for granted so much. Yeah. Um, and I think the same is true for it's a right converts. It's like yeah. yeah, I've been a Christian my entire life. The fire might not be as ablaze as someone that recently converted. We have, I'm going to say about 10 minutes. I'm going to put us a 10-minute box. You have a structure for our 2022 predictions that I would love for you to share with our wonderful listeners. There. Okay. Just thinking about predictions, as I was writing down my predictions, I, I realized I had um, a ministry prediction, a personal prediction, and then a cultural prediction. Okay. Go ahead. So do you want all three of them or just one? Let's go for all three. Okay. Uh, I think uh, ministry-wise, I think this will be our most intense year of ministry ever, which is different than what I said last year. The reason I say intense, I think it is going to be um, challenging, but not like COVID challenging, but challenging in a way that we're going to have to step up as leaders. Um, the church is going to be... Uh, Pressed, um, ministry-wise, I think this is going to be an intense year of ministry uh, as we begin to step into some new arenas and um, and really follow God's leading. And again, I, I this isn't a plug for the you know January second, twenty twenty two vision night, but we're going to talk about it there. And, and I'm pretty excited. Sorry, about not it. sorry. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. So about you were. Um what you, you call it, missions or ministry? Ministry. Ministry prediction for Grassroots Church, most intense year ever. It'll be the most intense we'll year we've ever ministry had. Ministry CrossFit, spiritual CrossFit. We'll go with that. It's going to be it's gonna be challenging but rewarding. Spiritual Bullflex. Um, so uh, personally, I think that um, this is going to be one of the – biggest years of transition that I think my family has ever gone through. Um, we are adopting uh, our 13-year-old foster son. Yay. Yeah, really excited about that. But I And we've seen so much growth in him, but it is challenging. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my 14-year-old my is already talking about, you know, here in just a few months, he can get his learners, start driving. Um, yeah. My oldest is going to be going off to college, so the first one leaving the house, 
my, my proxy. My, my my kids are growing up. Yeah, like, and so it is. Uh, it's just going to be a challenging year, um, as as Kelly and I continue to get older, uh, trying to learn how to prepare our boys for the future. Um, you know, and and but continue to work on our marriage, our relationship, our family. You know, I think this is going to be a challenging year. So ministry, intense, personal, very challenged. Yep. And cultural. I think that this year, this is my prediction, I think we're going to see a renewed interest in old things. And when I say that, I mean, I think we're going to see people be renewed in their interest of face-to-face. I think we'll see people want to bold. I, I do. I, I think COVID COVID sped some things up. Okay. The uh online shopping, um, the death of movie theaters, uh, you know, the um the the way we operate in Work society. From home, reliance on artificial intelligence, the yes. necessity for high speed internet access to all residents. Fewer fewer offices as people are remote and, and things like that. But I think it has and, and even with you know churches, there are still churches that are online right now. Like still. Oh. Yeah. Um a matter of fact, some schools, uh I forgot which ones they said. Some of the Ivy League schools, they're back online. And and so I think it's going to we have seen through this an increased amount of um, struggles with mental health, um, with with isolation, with things like I think it's going to renew an interest in face to face. What does it mean to uh, to be known? And so even things where people just want to you know hey what do we want to do? Let's just go out to eat. And sit face to face and talk. Let's and sit on the front porch nose. and yeah, and hand so I, in hand. I, I think there's going to be a, a renewed. That's 2020 because 2020 was the shutdown. 2021 was us trying to figure out the new normal, and I think 2022 is going to be a revived, um, you know, interest in old things. Darren, you want to change any of those predictions before I get into mine? You want to add nope, to that? I feel good. In stone? All I'm, right. I'm, ex- I'm excited to hear yours. Uh, can, I, can I do a bonus prediction real quick? B-b-b-bonus. I'm going to go back to the Packers. Packers are going to go to the Super Bowl this year. They're going to the Super Bowl. There's no reason why they should not. They are the best team in the NFC. Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP. That's right. Right. Calm down, sir. I have to ask you to put that pitchfork down. You think they're going to beat Tampa Bay? Yeah. Yeah, Tampa Bay has – people beat Tampa Bay before at the beginning of the season. It was like, they're going to be like 20-0 and 0 or whatever, be undefeated in an 18-week season, blah, 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 blah. But no, no, they're – Okay. They could be beat. That's a um, bonus. But I'm going to go deeper. You, I got called out for not being precise. The Green <laughs> Bay Packers are going to beat the Dallas Cowboys in Lambeau Field for the NFC Divisional Round. Mike McCarthy is going to end up in Lambeau. It's going to be really cold. The Packers will end up winning, and Larry and I, we're going to be total friends in the whole thing, and I'll be very respectful. <laughs> But the Packers will go to the Super Bowl. Will they win? If they go to the Super Bowl, probably. Um, I don't see any AFC team as a genuine contender at this point. That's my off-the-wall bonus. Sorry, Larry. That's how I feel. Looking forward to it. Uh, my ministry prediction. 
So you were talking about how it's going to be an intense year for grassroots. Um, I'm going to answer this one of two ways. One, ministry for local church, us, and then just the church kind of at large, the ministry direction we're heading. I think that for local, us being a local church, I think that we're at a point now where we see and understand it's it's all about building up leaders. I think that we're going to continue to build up leaders because, you know, our, our focus, obviously we've always wanted to raise up leaders, but now for our sustained growth, we have to. We understand that's a good thing. That's a maturity within, I think, Grassroots Church. After eight years of Grassroots Church, now the priority is going to be more of, okay, we have a need. Who can we raise up as a leader? And we have so many options for that. So I believe it's going to be locally for Grassroots Church, the year of the leader, upcoming leader. Mm, I, I like leadership's it. Leadership's going to grow. Uh, Which is maybe why I'm thinking it's going to be the most challenging, because I'm not good at that. So I'm excited. We, All got, right. Mar- we got Mark. <laughs> <laughs> We're fine. We're we fine. got the hint of I'm not saying I'm great at it either, but we got Mark. Uh, bigger church at large, I, it's going to be a good year for international missions. And, mm. and, you know, we could, you know, Jess Madeira could finally go back, or she could go to Japan. Katie Madeira. Katie Madeira. I said Jess Madeira. Jess, Jack. we'll support you too. Hey, Jess, it's going to be a good year for you. My prediction, Jess, 2022 <laughs> is going to be a year. Uh, no, but for the for the international church, I think that it's going to grow. Um, bigger gospel impact internationally. Mm. Uh, nationally, I I don't know. The, the church in the United States right now, <laughs> I don't know. It can go... I don't, I don't know, but um, I'm just going to focus locally <laughs> and internationally and avoid the national conversation because obviously half of it is just junk anyway. Sorry. It's a, it's a political year, too. I'm just not doing it. I'm not going back to 2020 on church and election stuff, separation of church and state. I'm just going to die on that iceberg, that platform. From so that's iceberg. your ministry one. What about your personal one? Personal one, comeback year. It's going to be a good year. Last year with you know, work being crazy, Jesse's health. We didn't really get to go on vacation. I mean, mm. there has been no break. I, dude, I have had maybe two days. Did I not tell you? You know, when you come on staff here, you don't get vacation. Oh, I never told oh, you. Uh, Do you want to change your prediction? <laughs> yeah, I'm confessing predictions to he who controls what happens. I didn't think about that. No, but we can. I can wake up on a Saturday mm. and go get breakfast. I can make breakfast for my family. I have time. Or you and I, we can go to a cigar lounge oh, on January 12th. Oh, let's go. Conferences? Oh, we can go to conferences. Oh, I come love on. conferences. I love travel. Um, I can. We can go on vacation and not worry about imminent in utero death for anybody. I mean, I'm just saying, like, yep. we can actually enjoy life instead of being worried about so many different things. So I personally... My prediction is going to be it's going to be a, a good, more. I don't want to say relaxed. I don't want people to think that I'm sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, but n- far less anxiety for that. And because of that, I'm going to be able to dedicate more of my mental capacity on growing and learning. I'm a youth pre- teacher, preacher, youth pastor, elder, elder of elder youth. of youth and outreach. Anyway, super excited. I've never really read a book about youth. Just learning more about my personal responsibilities in ministry, youth, outreach, reading. I have more time to read, hopefully, coming up. It's going to be a good year for me. It's going to be a good year. Knock on wood. I'm excited <laughs> I'm for you. Make that. I'm excited for you. Uh, cultural. Yep. Cultural. I disagree with what you said about face-to-face. I was looking at... Let me, let me preface. 
what I'm about to... Hey, 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 you, sir, again, with the pitchfork. Where did he get that torch from, Darren? <laughs> Where'd you get a hand grenade? Is that oil? Have I tried it? I was looking into COVID's effects. So COVID, I, like I said, it's still important. It's relevant, but we're becoming desensitized to it. Uh, COVID fatigue is real. So it's just hard. It's not that I don't care. I hate the phrase. I say it all the time. It's not that I don't care, but I, I'm just going to. We're, we're living our lives at this point, not yielding yep. to COVID. New normal. Mandates and stuff like that. Yeah. Welcome yeah. to the rest of our lives, probably. New normal. That's the way it's going to be. Uh, but looking at COVID's impact on certain aspects of life, for example, gaming. Gaming is social. It's a social platform now. You know, kids are not, hey, let's meet up and play basketball at six o'clock. It is, hey, let's meet up and play, you know, Among Us or Fortnite. GTA Online for a couple hours. Yeah, it's like, so gaming is all social. And it's also my gaming experience. It's online as well. It's not just me and my friend hanging out. It's like now we're going to post the live stream to Twitch and we're going to, you know, and, and popularity now for teens is all about not person to person popularity. I don't think so, and I could be wrong. Teens, if you're listening, correct me on this. Observation from a 32-year-old man, but your popularity is more based on your followers, your impact. Like, oh, that guy's got 3,000 followers online. It's not in person. I think we're going to... I think that COVID kind of sped up our online presence with Meta being announced by Facebook, which I do not like at all. I think that we are speeding quickly to a Ready Player One oasis social life in the United States. I think we're going to have more, especially with the youth, more of a presence online than ever before. And if you don't hop onto it, you're going to be left behind. That being said, that's my cultural prediction. Old farts like us, we're face-to-face. <laughs> here's, here's what I'm going to crack up at. Okay. Next year when we look over these, I'm just going to tell you when you say, I think we're going to have a greater online presence, I'm going to be like, Every year's always going to be a greater online presence. I'm going to say we could say okay. that about every year. Specifically, you want me to get into specifics? No, you actually already I, did because I'm you were talking here. about even popularity changes and mm-hmm. um, social interaction. Uh, you know, because of you know social media and gaming, and you're like, you're not going to go play ball and things like that. So you you got. I'm just and giving with you a hard time. People being able to travel more, they're going to post more online. It's not so much sharing your photos with the guy in front of you. It's like posting online and being like, here's where I was yesterday. Uh, I think we're going to have more online presence, and I, that's the social trend going forward. If we don't hop on, you get left behind. But I don't really care about that. I do not like Meta. I don't like Ready Player One's premise. It scares me. Not scares me, but it, it's sad that people would only be known. Like, we're going to try to live virtual fake life. Imagine that, to be able to put on a VR headset and hang out in any situation in any made-up we're, we're heading that way, it seems like. So I know it's not kind of science fiction-y, dystopian-ish, but I, red flags all over the place with that. But I see that trend happening. It's safer online, less COVID. Maybe this is why the church, I say it's going to be a, an intense year. Because uh, the church has to learn how to embrace technology in a way that furthers the kingdom, but without becoming slaves to technology that we can only follow the culture. Like we can't just, as the church, we can't just follow the culture and say, well, I guess we have to do this as a church now. I guess we have to do this as a church. It's like, no, no, we are, we are countercultural, but we have to embrace technology as well. Especially with um, high-speed broadband access being expanded folks like basically all of west virginia who are 15 years behind the rest of the country 
No. We here have not experienced the total joy of DoorDash and all these online conveniences, which would be awesome. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <clears throat> oh, I would love to have DoorDash. As someone that can't drive at night. Well, that's yeah. As someone to bring me Wendy's. <laughs> Just call, call you. I'll get it. I'll, I'll get call it you. you. Be like, where are you at? You're like, I'm walking around to Walmart. Leave me alone. <laughs> what food do you want? Where are your Christmas decorations? Dan, you want to add anything? Because we this was long, but this it was, was long, long overdue. Thanks for hanging in there, people. Yeah, I appreciate y'all's patience. Uh, what are your predictions, listener? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Are we dum-dums? Are we church leader dum-dums? Let us know. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Or give us your Xbox gamer tag and we'll jump online and play whatever game you want and we'll, we'll hash it out because that's what I think the future will hold for a lot of people. Hey, if you made it this far, you're awesome. Hope you're enjoying your holidays. Be safe. See you around. Mm-hmm.